3: It is the JR Sport Reshow Show here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Much love and shout out to everybody listening all over North America. Super producer and host, Ryan E. He's holding it down for us in New York City. Thank you so much for tuning in on the free Odyssey app via your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate, Sirius XM Channel 158, and everybody tuned in. To a smart speaker. Thank you so much for locking into the show. If you got a smart speaker. Just ask it to play. CBS Sports Radio. Look. I'm going to be hanging out with you. For one more hour. That's it. Just as I said. I'm here for four hours. Where the hell you been if you haven't been tuning in. Hit rewind on the free Odyssey app. I get started every single weekday. At 6 p.m. Eastern. 3 Pacific. Hang out for all four hours. Step up. Get with technology. Okay? And we've discussed a lot. We've had on some excellent guests. Thank you so much to Armando Saguero for coming through. He's in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. Covers the NFL for OutKick and Fox Sports. And then also, Alex Shapiro joined us. He covers the Chicago Bears specifically for NBC Chicago. And it is still kind of mind-numbing to me that he said, in the city of Chicago, there is pretty much a 50-50 split when it comes down to how fans feel about retaining Justin Fields or going after Caleb Williams. It's, It's pretty wild. And so today, the general manager of the Chicago Bears, Ryan Poles, he spoke to the media, and he pretty much said that Yeah, we are going to try to move on sooner than later because we don't want this to just drag out. We don't want this bleeding into weeks and months into the draft. And why would it? Why should it? NFL free agency starts on March 13th. Before a team starts signing QBs and whatnot, you want to get ahead of things. Ryan Poles, he says he wants to do what's best for Justin, Doesn't want to leave him twisting in the wind. But, of course, he's going to look out for the Bears. Listen to this. I do. If we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, No one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't
2: want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization.
3: Yeah, and he's not the only dude that spoke about quarterbacks today. We've had these conversations earlier on in the show. Uh, We heard from Terry Fontenot. He's the general manager of the Atlanta Falcons. We know the Falcons, as their owner said, if they are deficient in one place, it's at the quarterback position. And so Terry Fontenot was asked, what the hell are the Falcons going to do with the quarterback? And how are you going to know when you found one? Listen to this complicated answer from a uh, general manager who just got the I guess, total autonomy with the job. He spoke to CBS Sports. We've got a plan, right? And, and and we have a plan, and we spend a lot of time working through, okay, hey, these are our options, and these are the different scenarios. And if you take this option, then this is how you pivot here. If you take this option, this is how you pivot here. So we do have a very strong plan. Now, you have to be adaptive, and you have to be flexible. you got to be light on your feet as you get more information. So we We have a plan. We're going to keep working through it, and and we'll see. It it could, Yeah, we could have a good idea by the end of this week, or it could be a thing where we keep um, going. But I know once
4: we kick off at the start of the season, we're going to feel good about it.
3: Yeah, their plan should be, I don't know, Russell Wilson. Or not just either Russell Wilson. How about the Bears guy, Justin Fields? And speaking of Russell Wilson, his head coach, soon-to-be former head coach Sean Payton spoke today. Of course, he can't stand in front of everybody and say, I can't stand Russell Wilson. I can't stand to get his ass up on out of here. Sean Payton played the political game. That's his job. And he said, hey, the next quarterback, whoever it's going to be, it's my job to figure out whether it's Russell Wilson or somebody else. Wink, wink. Sure. Listen to this. I saw this like
2: humorous meme the other day where there's a Bronco fan with a
1: shirt on and there was like eight quarterbacks names with a cross through it, you know, and, and he's drinking the quarterback Kool-Aid. And I, you know, our, our job is to make sure that this next one, you know, doesn't have a line through it.
3: Oh, okay. All right. All right. It'd be nice in a, Well, I know it's all politics. You can't say what's really on your mind. I'm sure if you saw Russell Wilson in the hallway, he try to trip him and then lie about it. That's just me thinking out loud. Either way. Yeah, they, they get to the combine and they say things to, you know, kind of boost up their own personal interests, whether it's personal from their perspective or personal as it relates uh, to the team. And then I told you about uh, Sean McDermott, head coach of the Buffalo Bills. He's saying crazy things. He spoke to the athletic and he told them, oh, yeah, we at the Buffalo Bills, uh, it's not a matter of, of if we win a Super Bowl, it's just a matter of when. And I'm like, does does he know about what happened in like the '90s? Does does he know that they went to four of them suckers and lost all four in a row? Like they did the opposite of of like I don't know the Islanders. This is just just sad. Hickey, could you imagine going to four in a row and losing all four? No. Like I don't know if I I'd have to quit my fandom. I may not even be a real fan if that's the case. But. I know there's some people in Buffalo listening to me right now Go hey, this guy, JR, what a, you know what he is. But that's tough going, man. That is like the
1: ultimate heartbreak and ultimate heartache, especially too, like you're blown out in a Super Bowl, you lose on the wide right. It's just like they found different ways to just to rub your face in it. That, I, I, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy.
3: Yeah. It's like, uh, and, and people, I know some people have been married more than four times. Could you imagine being married four times and each, each uh, marriage failing consecutively?
1: <laughs> I hope to never know.
3: Yeah, I hope you don't. It's a lot if of money do, lost. If you do it a couple of times, I may have to just kind of talk to you, Hickey, okay?
1: I appreciate that. It's the JR wisdom I
3: would definitely need if I'm going on yeah. like wife number three. Hey, JR, I think I'm going to get married.
1: Maybe let's, you know,
3: yeah. slow yeah. down. Hey, take it from a guy who's never been married. Take uh, marital advice from me. I got it. I got general relationship advice. I got plenty of it. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. We got some, uh, some callers here on the line. And then I want you to hear from another crazy person. This, this dude works for the Dallas Cowboys. As a matter of fact, uh, he's going to own the team one day. And we'll get to the Cowboys momentarily. And then I want to tell you about a Cowboys fan. I think he's a Cowboys fan. He's like a fan of anybody, I guess, who wins. That's LeBron James. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Jason. He's calling from Arizona. You're on the JR Re Show. What's up, Jason?
1: Hey, JR. How's it going, my
3: man? I'm excellent. What's so, on your mind? Well,
1: okay. So, first off, uh, it doesn't matter who the Bears draft. They have never been able to... To, to develop a young quarterback that they've drafted themselves. I mean, you have to go back to McMahon. They drafted a dude who's looking straight ahead with one eye and around a corner with the other. They won a Super Bowl in spite of him, not because of him. They can't develop young quarterbacks, so it doesn't matter who they draft or who they keep. Until they can figure so, that situation out, they're, they're in limbo.
3: Yeah, but wouldn't you say at some point in time that's going to change? Because year after year after year, Every iteration of the team is 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 not the same. Uh, that's like until
1: they get a, until they get an offensive uh, offensive coordinator like Detroit did, who can take a quarterback and develop them and work with them. But right now, I just but don't see them having the They
3: they they have. Do you know who the offensive coordinator is?
1: No, I'm sorry, I don't. But well, they're, they're, uh, I know who their quarterbacks have been. Well, Oh,
3: well, well, Jason, hold on. Okay, I, I, I think you know this as a sports fan. Year after year after year after year, things change. Okay, I think the Kansas City Chiefs have been asked until some guy named I don't know a Patrick Mahomes showed up. Uh, I don't so know. I think my
1: point though, they passed on him. It took
3: No, 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 Jason. That's I didn't. I didn't prove your point. Listen to me, Jason. Okay. Okay. Listen. You can have an individual come through. First of all, you need the player. That's my point. That's A, number one. And I didn't finish. Whether you happen to be Patrick Mahomes or you happen to be an ass Chicago Bulls team until a guy named Michael Jordan comes on through, the first thing that you need is a player. Second of all, if you want to talk about development, you have to have somebody who can be developed. And that's the talent. So that's my first point. And second of all, year after year, listen to me very carefully. Teams change. The coaches change. You just told me you had no idea who the offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears is. I'm telling you his name is Shane Waldron. If you want to look at anything, at a positive, Shane Waldron is someone who just worked with Geno Smith and helped turn things around, quote-unquote, with Geno. And so what I am not going to do, and I know people do this in a lot of cases with someone like, I don't know, Ohio State State. Well, most most of them don't work. So I guess all of them are just going to wake up and be garbage. I think in sports we can't have these blanket statements about. Well, they've never done this dating back to the '80s. Well, this is not 1986; it's 2024. If I got to hold on, no, this is this is a stupid conversation, Jason. If I have to play the game of odds, one day it's going to change. This is no different than people spending the past, I don't know, you know, I would say, and you don't hear it so much, I wonder why. You know, maybe five, six, seven, eight years ago, you will never win a Super Bowl with a running quarterback. You will never win a Super Bowl uh, with a guy who runs. Well, if I got to look at half the damn QBs in the game right now, they're moving, they're mobile, they're moving and shaking. Someone like Patrick Mahomes may not be taking off vertically like you have Lamar Jackson but he's certainly moving all over the damn place he ain't dropping back and throwing a rock my point to you is you can't say that they will never do this because you couldn't even tell me who their OC is
1: my job isn't to know who their OC is I'm talking about what I've seen okay so I don't know the name but I know results and I know what I've seen with my face and <laughs> my has you them have an inability to develop quarterbacks.
3: But unless... You
1: know, I'm not saying they never can. Look, I'm a diehard Lions fan, and I've heard forever that the Lions won't win the Super Bowl. He was an a breath of getting there. So do I think that can change? Yeah, but I'm saying right now, they have not been able to do it. So forgive me if I said never. That wasn't... Oh, uh, yeah. Uh,
3: so
0: yeah,
1: that's a big... That yeah, it. then there's, there's a big difference. Inability, uh, inability to do it so far, and I don't uh. think they have the guy to do it now, despite not knowing his name.
3: Okay, then there's a big difference between speaking in an absolute. You should have just set out the gate that you were a Lions fan. We could have saved about three to four minutes, Jason, okay?
1: Oh, my gosh. And secondly, listen, uh, NHL goalies are just as important as quarterbacks.
3: Yeah, we we know the quarterback is the most important guy. We know that, Jason. Thank you. No, no, NHL goalies.
1: NHL goalies.
3: Yeah, the guy who has to stop. I also heard the same thing about pitchers. So, yeah, we we know who the most important guys are, Jason. Thank you. (laughs) You know
1: what? I I really enjoy your conversations and I really enjoy your show, my friend. Even when you call me
3: dumb, I don't mind. No problem. I love you too, Jason. All love around. Appreciate (laughs) you. No doubt about it. Take take care. See, Hickey, it ended ended up being love, right? This one, love there. That is maybe the first and
1: probably last time I'll ever hear a caller say, I love you even when you call me dumb. Usually, those conversations go south very fast.
3: All right, listen. It's, power I, jr look at you yeah i have my ways power play for me he wants to reference hockey yeah i was uh, he was down short I, well i was short well no i ne- was never short i was in control no i just i only went by what he said and then he, he fixed it he's like oh they never have i can sit down and tell you the history of the chicago bears I can tell you who's thrown for 3,000 yards. I can tell you who's thrown for 30 touchdowns. I can tell you who's thrown for 40 touchdowns. I can tell you who's thrown for 4,000 yards. The answer is nobody, okay? Past history is not always a full indicator as to what might happen. Ownership changes, presidents change, circumstance change, and the perfect example is what he gave said, so I'm a Lions fan. So I'm to think, as a, as a sports fan, that the Lions have been ass forever. And here they are this past season with an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. Right? Never say never. Things change. You can't look at everything that's taken place in the past because this is not the same. You know what stays the same in some cases and even that changes? Ownership. Owners change. Mentalities change. I mean, I got to think that uh, Steve Ballmer, if I got to think about basketball, you know, would the Clippers be this competitive? Would they have said, oh my God, let's just get all these dudes, regardless of how injury prone they are. Would they have a Kawhi? Would they, they have a James Harden, a Paul George? Hey, probably not. Hey, if I'm the New York Mets, an ownership change. I got Steve Cohen, Mr. Moneybags comes in. They trade for Francisco Lindor. They're bidding for a guy who who just got a $325 million contract from the Dodgers and Yamamoto. Things change. It's just what it is. So you can't look at what took place 40 years ago and just go, well, what what has happened means that this will never. No, I can't say that, man. Don't do that. 855-212-4CBS. Scott is here from L.A.
4: What's going on, my man? How are you, Scott? You all right? Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm yeah, just, I, I'm concerned for Justin Fields because, you know, it's like if, if they decide that they want to go with Williams, Williams, um, it's like there's 11 people on offense, and if they can't protect Justin Fields, they're not going to be able to protect, Caleb Williams, either. So I'm just thinking, like, why are you going to waste all these resources to get a guy that you can't protect? I mean, it's like... So just stay
3: status quo? Just, like, stay status quo?
4: Well, I'm just thinking
3: they go to Target
4: and they think that getting a quarterback is a refund.
3: Oh, well, well, no, this is a big that was, difference. That was, that was an old joke. Sorry. No, but, no, but there's there's a difference between me having a, a Toyota at home and thinking that I'm going to go to the dealership and they're just going to hand me a Lamborghini. You know what I'm saying? And with the Chicago Bears, that is pretty much what they are, are hoping to execute. And it seems like they might have hit the jackpot there. They want to take the Toyota, or excuse me, let me move it up to a Lexus. They want to take the Lexus back to the dealership, and they want to get upgraded, man. They want a, they want a Mercedes now. They want to upgrade.
4: Yeah, That's but r- if they're not going to put up an offensive line around him and, and give him some whiteouts and give him some, like, real weapons, he's still not going to be in a, in a position to succeed.
3: Well, well from a, from a, a team-building perspective, Rome isn't built in a day, okay? This is not about drafting the quarterback and saying, oh, my God, he is going to take us to the promised land. There's a reason why a quarterback gets a multi-year contract. There's a reason why they can keep him for the better part of five to six to seven years, initially from his contract all the way to franchise tag. If he is successful, he belongs to us. This is four years that we are trying to use to evaluate the dude. And so it's not just a one-stop shop. They have an opportunity to use the picks that they would receive if they trade fields, which is likely. They have an opportunity to go into free agency, not just this year, but the year following and every year after that. And they can continue to utilize draft picks. And so it's not not just we have selected this man, who, by the way, is going to be cheaper for us to have so we can spend money to bring in assets to help him. It's not just, hey, this is the team, this is the team, and now we're going to suck. Of course they're going to try to help him. I don't think they're going to bring in the man, and all of a sudden he's just going to be—I don't know—David uh, Carr, who got drafted by Houston and was set to high hell. Uh, no,
4: I, I I get exactly what you're saying. I mean, because he'll be on the rookie contract for the first few years, but it's just like—I mean, you're going to give up on Fields already. And then what happens if it doesn't work out with Caleb in the first couple of years, you going to give up on him too? Like,
3: yeah, well, that's, I, that's, that's the name of the game in the NFL. It's like, you, you see, you have to weigh out the pros and the cons. They've already been down this line here with fields. There's cost incentive to switch over. There's player incentive. There's atmosphere. You want to reset the clock. And if I'm the general manager, keep this in mind, Scott. This man did not draft him. Ryan Pace did. Okay? Does it make a little bit more sense now? No, I hear what you're
4: saying. I, so? I totally understand that side of the argument. I just, I just hate to give up on fields so quick. because.
3: No, no, I no, 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 no. no. It's, not, it's, not, it's not give up. Yeah. It, 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 does it suck? Yes, it does. This is the nature of the game. He has had an opportunity to prove who and what he is, despite what is around him or not around him. He hasn't been completely void of what's going on. And the last time I looked, his general manager spoke at this time last year and said, what we are looking for is for him to improve as a passer. By all metrics, he hasn't. He was one of the worst passers in the league. And so if you want to talk about giving up, yeah, then I guess we can just pull out Randy Moss and I don't know, let's find Jerry Rice and throw them all out there and maybe that'll make a difference. It's not just, hey, you suck you know, and, and we're going to move on, or you suck because you don't have help. I mean, nobody looks at Zach Wilson and says, oh, the New York Jets failed him. It's pretty apparent the New York Jets didn't give him all the help out of the gate. But you know what? If you watch him, his decision-making sucks itself. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and go, hey, regardless of what else went around or surrounding me, I need to do better. And the general manager, he said it last year. Thank you, Scott, for calling from L.A. It's the JR Sport Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to take a break. I'll get some more of your calls. We'll hear from LeBron James and, and talk about him, his comments about his son. It's a wild, wild world. You're listening to the JR Sport Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Let me tell you something, folks. I don't know. Maybe Anthony Edwards is a superhuman, maybe he's invincible. I have no idea. Because as as of this moment, in Minnesota, the Timberwolves are beating the Spurs sixty six to fifty one. It's about uh, four minutes have gone by in the third quarter. But two minutes before halftime, Anthony Edwards kind of cut around, uh, came around the corner to the top of the key, was trying to get the ball from around a three-point line, and he kind of pushed off on his leg. And then he immediately collapsed forward. He grabbed towards his ankle, grabbed towards his Achilles, and needed to be helped off of the court. He was laying on his back, immobile, couldn't move his leg. Looked like his Achilles just gave out on him. He came back out for the second half of the game. He still played, still flying all over the damn place. Anthony Edwards has 22 points. 22 points. It looked like the man's season was done. He comes out in the second half and just just lights it up. There's no Carl Anthony Towns uh, from Minnesota tonight. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is out for personal reasons. It's Not like they need the help against the San Antonio Spurs. And if you are wondering about this gigantic Frenchman, eh, not a great game for him. Eight points, six rebounds, uh, two blocks. You know, Victor Wembanyama not having uh, the greatest of games. Eight five five two one two four CBS. It's eight five five two one two four CBS. Someone who's not having the greatest of times, unfortunately. Is, uh, is Bronny James. Yes, the son of LeBron James. We talked about this uh, briefly last night. Last year, uh, had the cardiac arrest. God bless him, was able to come back uh, this year and, and in a few games for USC, and USC as a whole not good, uh, 11 and 16. Collier is out for the season. He's a star guard. But then you can also go ahead and take a look at Bronny James, who in 19 games played, is only averaging five points, three rebounds, and two and a half assists per game. And so recently he was dropped from ESPN's mock draft, moved from this year to next year. And so LeBron James went on Twitter and he really he deleted the tweets afterwards. He basically said, Hey, let the kid just be a kid. And then he just chimed in more about, hey, don't pay attention to mock drafts, kids, and If you're working hard, keep it to yourself. And it's like, wait a minute. LeBron James is asking everyone to just let Bronny James be a kid and play ball. And it's just like, this is the same LeBron James who about a month ago said that Bronny James could play for the Lakers right now. This is the same LeBron James who for years has told us that he wants to play with his son. You have put the pressure on your son. You've put it into the atmosphere about where he could and should be and now you're mad that they're moving him around, he might as well be a pro. He certainly is going to be chastised. And so maybe that's why LeBron deleted the tweet. I don't know if it came to his own brain or somebody told him, hey, this is a bad idea. Maybe it was Bronny James who said, Dad, uh uh-uh, stop. Maybe it was his wife. Maybe it was LeBron himself. You know what? LeBron James has been in the public eye for a very long time. A lot of people don't like him or love him or hate him or however they feel. Yeah, he's been known to say some things that kind of get under people's skin. Or he's been known to be passive aggressive. And so put up a tweet and then delete it. Or actually be more uh, reactionary without forward thinking is just hypocritical in this regard. This is where your son is at, man. And one of the reasons that he's here and he's hyped up is because of you. You can't have it both ways. You don't want to hear about your son. If you don't want to put him into the grinder, don't say Nada. A matter of fact, this was on TNT a couple of weeks ago. Uh, LeBron James was chatting it up with Kenny Smith, and Kenny asked him, like, is your son going to stay or is he going to, you know, come into the league this year or next year? Listen to that convo.
4: Is there another one-and-done in your household, or are we going to see him a couple of years (laughs) at USC?
3: Um.
2: It's up to him. It's up to the kid. Obviously, um, we're going to go through the whole process. He's still in the in, um, in season now, has a Pac-12 t- tournament coming up. and then we're, Heartbreaker you know, last night. Yeah, heartbreaker yeah, last yeah, night at overtime. Heartbreaker. heartbreaker last night in overtime. Uh, we're going to weigh all options, and we're going to let the, uh, the kid make the decision if he wants to. I know,
4: know it's not
3: on. financial, so let's. It's definitely not financial. <laughs> let's <laughs> go. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, LeBron is a billionaire. He, he got all the money, not financial. And so, yeah, you, you can't. You can't have it both ways, man. You can't even sit there and answer Kenny and just leave it at, hey, the decision is his. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah, we as a family, but, man, just just pipe down on it. And I remember even when he, he, he came back from the cardiac arrest, a little bit more reasonable, understandable to just be overcome, uh, to see your son, you know, kind of a, a achieve one of his dreams. I mean, when he made his debut, LeBron James just, man, just listen. The most important thing, who cares
2: about the win or loss, like I put in my post, you know, the kid was standing tall and standing strong at the end of the game. And, um, you know, that, that is a blessing in his own right. And uh, that is a win. Um, you know, he's won at life. You know, and everything else at this point is extra credit. And we were there to support him. And um, that moment was everything for you know us to be there and
3: uh, to see. Yeah, he, he won at life. His son, his son, with all intended purposes, is a, is a baby survived the cardiac arrest and is, is still here and so let's see what happens with with Bronny james and it's going to be interesting to see how lebron james continues to address or not address his son because ultimately years ago it looked like the pressures might collapse on him well nobody's looking at Bronny james to be lebron nobody's looking at Bronny james to be a number one overall pick damn it nobody's looking at him to be a first round pick and so how does this change How does his circumstances change if he sticks around and stays in college? I think LeBron, Joe, I think he's learned. I need to stop. I need to just let him develop. need to no more answering, no more tweeting. Yeah, elevate your son. Tweet about him. Tell everybody, you know, put a post up. Great slam dunk. Love you, son. But when it comes to, hey, he could play for the Lakers right now. Hey, I want to play with him. It's time to, quote, unquote, kill that noise. Eight five five two one two four CBS. This eight five five two one two four CBS. Speaking of killing that noise of the Dallas Cowboys, are a team that typically provides a lot of that noise. We're going to hear from one of the Joneses on the other side of the break. I'm also going to tell you about something that took place on this day in sports. We have so much more to do before we roll out eight five five two one two four CBS. You're listening to the JR. Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, happy birthday, Big Game James. It's his birthday today. James Worthy was born this day, February 27th, 1961. James Worthy, he turned 63 years old this year. Congratulations to uh, James, excuse me, Big Game James. Congratulations, James Worthy the Laker that a lot of people don't talk about. And then also someone else who he shares a birthday with is another Hall of Famer in another sport, and that happens to be Tony Gonzalez. Yes, one of the greatest tight ends in NFL history. He turns 48 years old today. Uh, Tony Gonzalez born on February 27th in 1976. Happy birthday to him and anybody else who's celebrating a birthday today. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Let's get to the phones, and then we'll hear from Jerry Jones' kid. It's always fun. Uh, Mike is calling from Baltimore. You're on the JR Sportby Show. What's up, Mike?
4: Hey, JR. How you
3: doing, man? Great.
4: I haven't really had a chance to um, uh, listen this week, so I am just wondering. you might have touched on it already, but what do you think about the, the court-storming situation? you think it should just be outright there?
3: Uh yeah, I we addressed this last night and okay. Hic- Hickey and I disagree. I, I think they should get rid of it. And I, I right. guess I, I guess I'm an old dude now, but eventually somebody is going to get hurt. I've always thought the idea was ridiculous. Uh um, right. I feel I, the I, same I, way. No, nah, I get it. You you want to you want to celebrate, you want to have fun. It's a unique situation in college. But maybe it's just me. I don't want to be anywhere where people are running around crazy. I don't right. care if it's a basketball game. I don't care if it's at a mall. I don't care if I'm standing on the street. Uh, I don't. I don't want to be in a rush. I, I find it dangerous. You know what? Right. I have been. I have been in riots. Okay, uh, not not to just say, hey, I'm outside protesting, but I've been with people kind of moving and shoving. I mean, I, I grew up in New York. I'm used to people being on top of me, and there is nothing more concerning than being surrounded by a bunch of people who are just rushing in, in anywhere. I've seen people get hurt in, in these types exactly. of scenarios. yeah. So, yeah. me, yeah, I'm yeah, not a wanna, fan. Go ahead, go ahead, finish. I just want to get this little quick one in, because you're, okay. so, you're so sly. The comment
4: you made about when the guy was saying that the um, Bills was going to win a Super Bowl eventually, and you said, well, they did the opposite of the, uh, of the Islanders. That was just... So funny to yeah. in
3: a row, but is You're yeah. so sly, Jay. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Mike. No, it's, it's it's crazy. Like on one hand, you got a, you got a hockey team, and it don't matter what league or what it is. You got one team that could win four championships in a row, <laughs> right? And then you got to be on the opposite end of the. And there's only about ten years apart, you know. So exactly, <laughs> hey, there's winners and there's losers, and we know the Buffalo Bills have just been a uh, been losers. Sorry. All right. Good talking to you, Jr. All right. Thank you, Mike, for calling from Baltimore. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'll be a part of the no fun police. I just like, hey, maybe maybe I want a little bit of, uh, you know, a little, little regulation, a little bit of decorum here. And I'm, for all, I'm all for expression. I don't care what anybody does, but just maybe, maybe my perspective. I've seen people running and just getting hurt and seriously hurt. I mean, Kyle Filipowski, if they broke his ankle, you bet your ass they would have stopped it. Or they would have put in regulations. And if it's not him, then it might be next year or the year after that or two years or five years. But, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Not necessarily an exaggeration. And thank you so much again, Mike, for calling from Baltimore. Now, since we've gone through an entire list of people saying wild things today and tonight, whether it's commentary about whether or not the Bears should – keep fields or trade him, whether Sean Payton is telling us lies about potentially keeping Russell Wilson or moving on. And then the biggest kind of load of crap that I've heard was recently from what Mike from Baltimore just mentioned. You know, Sean McDermott of the Buffalo Bills said, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when we win a Super Bowl. Well, damn it. You better do it sooner than later. And also, hey, the Dallas Cowboys, guess who spoke today? Stephen Jones, the son of Jerry. Yes, not Jerry. Jerry. Stephen Jones put in his two cents. They're keeping Mike McCarthy. Obviously, they're keeping Dak. And there's been uh, some thoughts about, you know, whether or not the Cowboys kind of rot from the head down and whether or not they have a culture problem. And Stephen Jones let everybody know that the Dallas Cowboys, they are A-OK.
2: From the organization on down, we feel we feel good about our culture. You always want to be better. I will say that. I mean, if you're not, you know, if your results aren't winning the Super Bowl, I think everybody said, "How do we, you know, how do you ultimately be the last guy standing?" Uh, but I think overall, between you know, organizationally, between uh, you know, our coach or our personnel department, uh, I think our leadership on our team is outstanding. So. You know, you're always going to have somebody who's, you know, going to say something, uh, you know, that's not, you know, that might be, hey, that's their particular thought process on why we may have come up short. But I don't think in general, personally, I don't think it's an issue. Hey,
3: I know one of the reasons why they come up short. I put an emphasis on one of the reasons. It's the head coach that you des- you decided to keep the one that you're keeping on a lame duck deal. Mike McCarthy is one of the reasons y'all suck. Because when Mike McCarthy had his press conference, and they might as well have titled it, hey, they didn't fire me, but they're going to fire me next year if we don't win a Super Bowl. Mike McCarthy said also one of the dumbest things that I've ever heard recently. He's standing around talking about how, oh, yeah, um, we're a championship organization. We just haven't won a championship. I, I guess both Mike McCarthy and Sean McDermott, maybe they're sitting around us sharing press conference tips. Listen to this.
1: We have established a, you know, a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Uh, we know how to win. Uh, we know how to train to win. We have the we have the right people, um, but we have not crossed the threshold winning playoff games. And um, and it's extremely disappointing to be sitting here talking about it. Um, but I, I know how to win, and and uh, we will get over that threshold. You know, I have total confidence in it, and, and that's why I'm standing here today.
3: Oh man. It's just, this loserville. Why are these guys setting themselves up to, to get reamed whenever they lose? Why are they setting themselves to get reamed? I'm going to play this on air when these guys get fired. Just letting you know. I'm not hoping or wishing it, but let's be realistic. Cowboys have failed multiple years, can't get over the hump. Now the Packers smack them around. The Kansas City Chiefs have owned the Buffalo Bills, and Sean McDermott is talking about how, yeah, it's not a matter of if but when. Hey, not everybody gets the big one. You know, do I think at some point, you know, maybe Josh Allen wins a Super Bowl? Yeah, I think so. Do I think at one point Lamar Jackson will win one? Yeah, I think so. The fact is, man, ain't no guarantees out here. And there's also no guarantee that either Mike McCarthy or Sean McDermott will be the guys who will be coaching the teams when they get that chance. 855 212 cbs Stevens calling from Baltimore. Go ahead, Steven.
0: Uh, good evening, Jr. Um... I just wanted to say, um, you seem like you're showing your age, Jr. in regard to the court storming or whatever, because, um, I know I'm, I'm 54, and probably 20 years ago, I would be, or 30 years ago, I'd be storming the court, um, you know, if it was my school particularly beating Duke, which, to be honest with you, anybody that beats Duke is reason enough for me to storm the court, because I can't stand, um, Duke and their whole reputation, um, Going back to the cross scandal and all that stuff, but um, I'm just finding it amusing or whatever. And I I know as we get older, we get more conservative, and probably it's true, it's dangerous or whatever. Uh,
3: no, nah, I've, I've pretty <laughs> I've pretty much been the same all my life. Uh, people would have stormed the court. I'd have been at home watching on television because I don't want to be in a crowd. That'd probably even me, Steve.
0: Well, I I, I respect that. I, yeah. Um, but um, just one other thing, real quickly. Um, quickly, yes. Um. Okay, I just think you're a little hard on LeBron or whatever. I mean, um, I know he says contradictory things, and but I think it's because his son, you know, when it comes to father-son relationship, he's definitely, you know, um, the ball father or whatever who really, really puts his foot yeah. in his mouth. But anyway, but I don't,
3: I don't think I'm being too hard. You're, you're entitled to your opinion. I think it's, right. uh, I think it's kind of le- out of left. I'm making a simple fact here. You're already LeBron James's son. You're already going to be criticized. But if you want right. to know who the biggest booster of LeBron James' son is, it's LeBron James, okay? He's the one who's put out the comments about playing with him in the league before we knew what he would even be or where he would even rate as a prospect. This is the LeBron James that is recently, about a month ago, uh, said in the locker room with, within earshot of the media that my son could play on the Lakers right now. And a month later, when it's simply just written down in a mock draft, That, hey, LeBron James is no longer on this list, but on the list for next year. Nobody said anything derogatory about his son. They simply moved him off of a mock draft list. LeBron James put out an entire tweet about how this stuff doesn't matter. Well, if none of it matters and only thing that matters is the work, then why are you chirping or talking? I think it's one thing to kind of boost up your son and be a proud dad. It's another thing Mm -hmm. to just say, hey, I'm going to be his professional advocate where nobody knows what his professional outlook is. And so you're boosting him up to be criticized, and so you just can't have it both ways. Be a proud dad. You know, don't be his agent, his supporter, his future teammate. Leave that for the teams.
0: Well, you're totally
3: correct, but you know what? When it comes to
0: parents and their children, unfortunately, I mean, I would say 90% of of, of folks or whatever – advocate for their child everybody thinks their child is, is the yeah. greatest thing well,
3: since sliced it's, bread. it's one thing to be an advocate for your child i think all of us would be advocates for our children most of us because we know unfortunately right. that's not the case but there's a reason why he posted that message and then he deleted it it's real simple hey nobody forces anybody to pick up a phone and send out messages. Let's keep that in mind. Steven, I'm up against the break, and I got to roll. Sure, sure, Thank sure. You. Go ahead. Thank you, okay. and I have a good night. You as well. Send from Alabama, you got to go quick. Give it to me in 20 seconds. Hurry. Jr.,
4: you told me to text you the other day, and you would reply back, and you didn't.
3: Wait, text me. I said, "Who are you? what did you ask me about? You said we were going out to lunch in Atlanta. I just asked to meet you at a... Oh, oh, did you email me? You emailed me? Yes. I- I'm gonna ask you what your email is. Listen to me very carefully. My email is j r s p o r t b r i e f at gmail.com. Yo, I got that. I
1: got that right.
3: Are you sure you put one S in it? Yeah. One... Okay. All right. Well, Tim, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna assume that this is either in spam or you sent it to the wrong person. It's JR Sport Brief.
4: Two weeks ago, remember I called you and talked oh, to you? Oh, I before. remember.
3: Listen, I got I to, gotta, the show's going to cut off. It's yeah. JR, listen to me, don't talk, listen. Brief at gmail.com. I'm very easy to find on the internet. Uh, Tim, okay. if I don't see an email tomorrow, call me back, okay?
4: Okay, appreciate right. it, man. Uh,
3: Thank you, thank All you, right. Tim. Yeah, I like, I like lunch and dinner. Uh, I'll go to eat easy. The JR Sport Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, I'm in Atlanta. I'm in New York, so you just gotta catch me where you can. Right now I'm in Atlanta. Hey, in a couple of days, I'll be in New York. I'm all over the damn place. Hey, thank you to super producer and host Ryan Hickey and everybody tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. Hey, listen, hit rewind, whatever, on the Free Odyssey app. The JR Sport Show here on CBS Sports Radio is done. Bart Winkler, coming up next. Thank you, Hickey.